Com podcast. This is episode 53, Blood on Satan's Claw. Check out our website, www.goldenhr.com, or stay tuned after the podcast for more information and show notes. I'm here with Andrew. Yep, I'm, it's me. I'm here. I'm still Andrew, and I'm always here as usual. Andrew literally never leaves. It's true. So, Blood on Satan's Claw, the Blood on Satan's Claw. Oh, it's the Blood on Satan's Claw? Also, uh, released as Satan's Skin. Is a 1971 British horror film directed by Piers Haggard, stars Patrick Weimark, Linda Hayden, and Barry Andrews. It's the only movie I'm aware of set during the reign of William and Mary. Oh, the only movie? Yeah. And uh, so that's that's uh, post-Glorious Revolution, pre, I don't know, American Revolution. They had George during that time. Yes, George as well. This, yeah. So I think it's like... William and Mary, and then like two or three in between, and then George, the Georges started, and George the Third was, I think, the one with the American Revolution. And you famously always make sure you double check what rating monarch is. Yeah, I like to, <laughs> for, like to make sure it's important. To who's me. the rating monarch of whatever film you're watching? Context. Yeah. So you, you, it was weird because like you pause the movie and you start looking at like comparing period dresses to so you can mark down the time. Yeah, I mean, also I think the probably the costume was all wrong, which is. You know, no, I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't have any fucking idea. <laughs> that, one, that one guy, like in the right light, in the right angle, the guy, like the the nephew, he kept looking like he was out of like a '70s like stoner film, <laughs> just like in like he just missed a t-shirt instead of his regular clothes. Yeah. Do you want to give us a summation of the movie? Yeah, and we'll do a talking after we do this. So yeah, summation. so a field boy is tilling the field. He uncovers the skull with an eye in it. He thinks it's a weird skull because it's also like fur nearby. He goes to tell the judge, but then there's some vertebrae is still in the field that they pay no attention to, even though it's kind of weird still. And, but the skull is gone. So he's like, oh, it's made up. And then a man comes to town with his wife, and then she goes to an attic, and then she gets a claw, and she becomes the devil. And then they're all the people join the devil in the woods. And get skin, they grow fur that they give the flesh to the devil, and they lure kids and kill them for the flesh to the devil. And the judge is gone this whole time, so the town's run by nobody, so it's all run by chaos. And then the judge comes back and he's like, takes a big sword and kills the devil. So I would take issue with the fact that you say the town is run by nobody. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the town daddy squire boy. Yeah, the squire takes over. Barely. Squire Middleton. This character's character's name. Yeah, he's a real ton of middle. Are you fat shaming a squire? <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's indecisive. Uh, he can't pick a side. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he almost got that uh, priest to confess. <laughs> yes, by taking him to a, the woodshed to say confess. And then threaten to kill him with an axe, I guess. It work, if it works, it works. It didn't work. It works like a, if it works, it works. It did not work though. Um, so I think the one thing about this movie that is true is that it. Uh, it was filmed. It, it, it was on film. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-one. No, it, I think it, it like, um, and I think this. I'm. You should I, probably face. I think, and I think. Look me in the eyes. You're talking. I don't want to. <laughs> I find it very unpleasant. <laughs> Open your eyes. Look straight into mine. Um. Uh. I think one thing that is true about this movie yes. is that, uh, which I, I haven't um, independently researched, but I, I, I think I might have read it somewhere. Yeah. 
is that the it it spent a lot of time being historically accurate actually like especially with the dialogue like they all speak in a very specific like uh 18th century dialect yeah um it felt like it felt like when i was watching it like they really turned it on in some scenes compared to others yeah that might be true but they definitely they definitely spent a lot of time trying to make it like because like, I, I feel like I was watching them like, wow, there's a lot of these and thines and thousands. Yeah, there scene. is. It is in, uh, there's parts of the movie where I kind of tuned out because I couldn't tell what was happening because <laughs> of the because uh, of the dialogue. But uh, the other, also, I, that same thing happened where I tuned out because I don't know what was happening because of how confusing some of the scenes were shot. And I don't know if that is. We watched it. Um, couldn't find it anywhere, so we watched it on uh, a popular streaming service, a famous video site that sells videos for free. For free. Yeah, and for funny. For both, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the two ways to sell things. Reader, you decide. Um, but uh, there's parts of that movie where you're like the like the part. I guess the first one that comes to mind is in the beginning when he's like. I mean, maybe you didn't feel this way, but when he hear the one character hears his fiance screaming in the attic. Yeah, and he just runs up the stairs and then down the stairs, and he's like checking the open opening doors and like looking at stuff. I'm like, what is like? I could not tell. And he's like pulling at the door and it doesn't open, but then the judge comes and like opens the door right away. Uh, yeah, it's like the it was hard for me to even tell what door he was supposed to be trying to open. I just in the way his character was acting and the way the film was shot. Yeah, and I know that uh, there's there's a bit on the uh, there's an interview with Pierce Haggard on the uh, fairly well known mark gaddis documentary about the history of horror in england and that's the well it's well known because mark gaddis coins the term folk horror in that section um or popularizes it i guess because pierce haggard is actually credited with uh coining it yeah but um where he talks about filming it and they always film it uh, from below like they filmed they spent a lot of time in this movie trying to like digging holes and and filming things from below to emphasize the I guess terrestrial nature of everything that was happening, but uh, or the rural, like the sort of okay. from the earth, you know, everything's yeah. coming. You know what I mean? But like, uh, I think in some parts that works, in some parts it doesn't work as well. So I found it to be sort of like poorly. Um, I I know there's a cinematic like language term for this, but when they, uh, you know, like in a action movie or a horror movie where they like set the scene with the camera before they. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of like the part in uh, the zombie movie zombie where they show a splinter like lovingly and yeah. then later the little girl's head gets pushed into it. Or there's other stuff like in the John Woo movies where you get like a real strong sense of place and those actions. Right. Um, I like that candelabra in that one movie. I forgot the name of. Uh, I'm blanking on that, but um, I, the movie it was, they were in a, there was something baby. Uh, kill baby, kill. kill baby, kill. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Yep. I remember now. Yeah. Actually, I did feel like they did, this, did that a couple times, but then nothing came of it. In this movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, you know, it was slightly off frame. Like, oh, okay, well, this we're they left this third over on the right side because something's going to come in there. Or we're supposed to see something there. But it's like, no, it's just kind of weirdly positioned. So I, I will say that I really enjoy the, like, like the bones of the movie. I think the movie... Like, when the boy's throwing the bones around. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. <laughs> there is, there's a good part where they're like in the... Before that, that boy, Mark, and Angel are playing in the field and they're just throwing clumps of dirt at each other. <laughs> and I had this moment of like, wow, I'm glad I wasn't born in uh, 
1685 England or whatever my, my fun would be just pelting each other with dirt and like sullenly not pelting each other with dirt later like and then sullenly throwing bones on the table going to bed at six o'clock or whatever when it got dark and just waking up at four to pelt dirt <laughs> and probably like peel rabbits or whatever else you do in England. what else are you your kids yeah you got two options worship the devil or throw dirt no but I, I liked the bones of the movie in the sense that i liked um i liked the plot like i liked the idea of them finding a devil piece of the devil and yeah. in the field and then like the the turning of the kids into a satanic cult and, and the, don't forget they're the elderly couple yeah, they're the elderly couple <laughs> and the, then they're like you know the whole that whole, the whole bit the scene um the all that stuff is good i think that the black mass that stuff's cool like the whole cult it's just the i think some of the and I don't like not all the scenes. Other scenes are bad. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's the best part of the movie. And um, some of the other scenes feel um, poorly constructed. I guess. I think that I don't think there's a ton of extra. There's not like a ton of extra scenes. This isn't a movie that's like ponderous. Yeah. It's not a long movie, and it's not. There's not a ton of extra stuff, but it does. Some of the scenes that are in there. Should, I think could have been reimagined. I guess where I'd, where I'd use it just kind of bland. Yeah, um, which is probably a mixture of script and act. it's just a mixture of everything. Yeah, it's just a, you know it's a B movie. There's yeah. not a lot of money, so the uh, all these exterior shots and well, I think the historically accurate uh, interiors aren't like exciting to see. You know, um, the acting is okay. It's, uh, I don't think any of it's bad. It wasn't. We're not talking like uh, the Manitou here. The, no, the acting was generally fine. It's not. Nothing's overacted. No, um, it's simply acted. Very. It's very workman like acting. Yeah, the uh, the star Patrick Weimark was, a, I think, a British television actor. The the star being the judge. But, uh, <laughs> he was there for like. <laughs> he, he was the big name they brought in for this movie. He was there for like a th- like like big names in B pictures. He's there for maybe a third of the movie at most. Yeah, he skips in and out. Yeah, he was all kinds of stuff. He he's there. He bookends the movie with his big sword. <laughs> the devil just hops back and forth and then jumps on the sword. <laughs> that part doesn't make that much sense to me, honestly. No, there's a lot. I mean, that's, that that final scene was a little bit strange. As someone who loves, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. From my experience with folk horror movies and like cultish horror movies, the ending is great usually yeah yeah there's there's i mean yeah like, like it just builds up to like you get you know all the, the, the religious fervor and the cult madness and the isolation is all just culminates to a single point mm-hmm. and it did do that here but it also the point was super disappointing <laughs> it wasn't as exciting to watch i guess yeah he's um, he's kind of like swung a sword around a couple times in like slow motion and the demon just kind of fell on it. Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, the film was uh, like the this came out in the early seventies. So they were trying to, and this is something we've actually seen in multiple other movies that we've watched. But they're trying to make the uh, the children cult sort of reflect the Manson thing. Like they're trying to just on like the hippie the hippie fears. Like there's like a turn that that happens in the late sixties. Yeah, that sort of coincides with the Manson murder. And I think they were trying to murders, and they were trying to 
uh, they're kind of, they're like reflecting that. All the long-haired children who don't res- yeah, who don't respect their elders yeah, who used to be good kids in the ground in the going to church and throwing dirt, and now they're just in the woods sacrificing themselves to Satan. And I do think this is the the like there's like a there's a, I know we talked I talked about this a little bit on the little the short ex- folk horror explainer I released a couple days ago, but there's a lot of um there's a lot of folk horror movies, but this is like largely considered to be one of like the uh trinity that either establishes it or solidifies the genre subgenre whatever okay yeah and that's the witchfinder general the wicker man in this movie and this, <laughs> this feels to me like the weakest of those by by a fair amount yeah it feels like it it, it has the best i mean yes definitely by a fair amount i think it's kind of like and i i think and i think the wicker man is the okay. best by a large amount right like, I, I mean, the, the witchfinder general is, is, is a fun movie Fun movie. Well, it's a movie, right? It's, but it's like it's, it's good to watch. Yeah, I think there's a gulf between the three of those movies. Yeah, um, which is weird because this movie to me uh, hits a lot of the folk horror notes the hardest of any of those movies. Well, that, that it's like you said, it has the bones of it. Yeah, the bones is the but bones it, are very strong, but it lacks the flesh. It lacks the flesh, much like the Satan in the woods. Yeah, it lacks like it doesn't have much like the same visual flair of the other films. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, it's, it's sort of like who's so hard into that probably because of budget, but also I think because of like whatever their vision was, I think they really wanted it to feel realistic and like rural. Like they wanted it to feel like a farm movie or whatever you would call that. But yeah. like, yeah, but I mean, it can still look good. Like, yeah. Well, the witch is the witch is the counter example. I was going to say exactly. The, 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 the witch looks, does the same thing, but also looks good. The witch is also filmed like in a much, like I bet, the, I bet like you 40 could, years later <laughs> yeah. it's hard to compare those two but uh i bet we could go and find examples from the 70s if we really tried yeah i mean it's much more colorful let's go for something else but the wicker man looks much better the wicker man does look much better the wicker, i mean i'm sure there's a different budget as well there yeah i don't know but i i would imagine that uh, a lot of a lot of this a lot of the complaints about the visuals of the movie come down to money uh yeah the wicker man um, had five times the budget of this movie, so that might explain. Yeah, but I think I think it's still like do make, but it's it's also shot very plainly, or it feels like mm-hmm. it's like doesn't have. And I think I think some of that is I, I you know I'm sure some of that's budget, like I just said, but I think some of that is this idea that they want it to be they want it to feel like a thing that's happening. What's that called? Cinema cinema verite? Is that what that is? That sounds right. Verite sounds like yeah. it's a root word for life. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I guess that's what that, uh, yeah, Cinema Verite is a French film movement which took place in the 60s. This film movement forced the movie industry to pay more attention towards incorporating natural actions and authentic dialogue into the movies which showed people in day-to-day lives. I do think that was, you know, I don't know if they if they would identify it as such, but I do think that was, I think this, like, push for authenticity yeah. is like a, I think in the folk horror genre as a, as a hindrance, maybe. Right, because it removes some of the alienating, the alienate, alienation. I'm trying to find a word that there's over the word alien in it. <laughs> ah, no, there's lots of words that don't have the word alien. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. It tiger. <laughs> yes, it's, it. it removes the tigeration of the balloon. film. It doesn't have the same balloon qualities. Um, watermelon. <laughs> Gundam. Gundam. True. True. I, I think there are some aliens in Gundam. Not in the word Gundam. True, I guess. I mean, but famously, 
kind of involves Chihuahua. people in satellites, which are, are, I guess it depends on your definition of alien. Uh, space colonies. They, well, drop a, they drop a space colony. An alien is someone comes to your room and checks out your butthole. They drop a space colony on the planet. Okay. It's giant robots. It's about how war is bad. Yeah. All right, guys. Calm down. We got the picture. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's about how robots are actually really cool <laughs> and big. You know, I think I think I'm, I think that something can be about two things. I don't think so. I think things are about one thing <laughs> and only one thing. Okay, Iron Rand, chill. <laughs> this movie is about <laughs> fur. <laughs> That's it. Um. So I think also there is uh, there's a fairly uh, unpleasant scene. Uh, where cat the well, young girl is raped, basically. Yeah, that that, that is a, uh, um, you know, I think one might question about how long it goes on for, but like the and uh, the director I know has said, I don't remember if it was in the Gaddis thing or something I read elsewhere, but he went he he has since said that he thinks that at the time it didn't seem like too much to him, but looking back on it like ten years later or whatever, he right? Was, he's like, this is a little too much. Yeah, it's a bit. It's like goes on for a very long time. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, there it, there's like a scene where they fairly. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Thirteen, fourteen. Uh, they're all supposed to be like nebulously teenagers. Yeah, she's there. One rapes the other at, at during or during the end of this black mass, and they're all whipping her with uh, like willow branches or something. Right. I don't know if it would be willow, and then they put you know it, it's just. Um, I do think you need uh, I don't know if you need to have it be a rape but you do I think that there being a scene of horror like that in the movie is good for a horror movie sure yeah and I, I think the movie would probably be missing a lot it would be, it would be a lot sillier I feel a lot sillier if it didn't have that scene in it I do I do like I think there's probably a better way to do that yeah it comes off as like a very Especially with like some of the tone of the film up to that point, mm-hmm. with a lot of full frontal nudity, it comes off as a kind of oh, like you think it's trying to be titillating. Yeah, it comes off as kind of like schlocky exploitation. Yeah, maybe so. I actually I didn't find it. I didn't. I didn't read. I didn't find it titillating. I also didn't read it as titillating. Or supposed to be titillating. No, but I think but it, I think maybe you're right. It can. It's very easy to just say like, oh, this is kind of like, oh, this is a kind of like an exploitation film where it's like just schlocky that doesn't fit in with, hmm. you know especially when you're saying the rest of the you know when you presume the rest of the film is supposed to be grounded yeah that's true maybe it's just like because it's sort of of that era and that you know exploitation is running high around well, I mean, that it is an exploitation movie that is the that is what horror movies were like of a piece with those movies right so yeah but I mean I'm not disputing what you're saying I'm just sort of Agreeing with what you're saying, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I feel this movie's done a great disservice by watching that short movie we watched after this. Yeah. I, uh, people who follow us on Facebook, uh, and I'm sure Andrew can like put a link to it on the newsletter if you don't want to go on Facebook, which is understandable. But there was a, uh, was it Birth Movies Death? Is that what it's called? Yes. They do a video that explains folk horror. And it's got a lot of great movies in it. A lot of better movies. A lot of better movies. <laughs> And it, and it features a lot of the different elements that this movie was lacking. It had like strong cinematography from things like The Wicker Man. Yeah. It has. Quiet. You know, I was like watching yeah. those bits from Quiet. I was like, wow, that movie's really good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, this movie's sick looking. Yeah. It really, that movie is both beautiful and very well put together. Quiet. Yeah. So. For, for like a three hour movie. And it went by so fast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just. 
Which meanwhile, when I went and saw the Avengers movie, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in there for twelve and a half hours. <laughs> I think you were. But anyway, I think I think the the theater time travels <laughs> to make you watch. Yeah. So uh, which the, it also has, you know, which thou allowed to live deliciously. Yeah, that part. Well, just that, just that stuff with Black Philip. It's like so good. Yeah, and this is very that, good. That's also like I didn't think that Dean was cool to begin with, and then like having that in there, like this dude is so lame. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to judge it for like poor special effects, but but it's not even like poor special. I mean, in that scene, he's like cloaked in darkness. Hmm. Like you don't see, you never see Black, oh, Black Phillip. Phillip. Yeah, no, that's they should have. You know, it might be it might be something that's like uh, a demand of the studio. Because of like you gotta show the monster, you gotta show the monster, right? Like, whereas I think probably uh, Robert Eggers had more leeway with the witch because it was, you know, shot as an art film or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't shot. I mean, it wasn't. I guess I don't really know the story behind the witch, but to me, it was probably wasn't shot to be like. Oh. What well, is that? Like an A twenty four? Yeah, it's A twenty four. Yeah, so it's like you know, it's it's an art joint. Yeah, it wasn't shot to be like one of two movies that played. A drive-in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a double feature that he yeah. would rename in different countries. He didn't have to, he didn't have to like make sure to have a uh, naked girl and then uh, some violence and then a demon in the end, you know, like it wasn't necessary. He's all, a lot of it's in there. There are naked girls yeah. and violence and a demon in the end. But it, yeah, right. There was, there wasn't a guy with a, a cokehead telling uh, Robert Eggers that he had to like make it more explicit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's again. It's it is a lot. This is a movie that was made for on the cheap. Yeah. But uh, like, there's a, there's Hammer movies with demons in them that look like the Devil Rise Out, which we're probably gonna watch. I think yeah. Plague of the Zombies. Yeah. Even like the Mask of the Red Death looks much better, That's even cool. though it is just stealing. <laughs> the, I mean, the Mask of the Red Death. Well, it, I mean, it steals the guys in hoods from Ingmar Bergman. It doesn't right. really steal much else, right? Right. But I mean, like from you know, its monsters, it does take very obviously. It's it's bought. But again, I bet. The, I mean, obviously, Roger Corman famously uh thrifty filmmaker but i bet the budget for that movie because it was kind of like his opus yeah it's still probably higher. more than fifty two thousand dollars that's what people come <laughs> for dude um so anyway um back to uh blood on saints i just wanted to bring up um i started reading this book it was actually on my amazon wish list for like years and then i never bought it and then i don't think it's like it might be print on demand now or it might have always been but it's by this guy, Adam Scoville, who's written quite a bit about folk horror. The name sounds familiar, but I maybe just think of the hot sauce. The Yeah, the unit of uh, spicing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. spelled differently. This is uh, Adam S-C-O-V-E-L-L. Actually, if you follow him on Twitter, which I did like on Friday uh, when I was uh, doing some folk horror research. Yeah. Um, I think he tweeted some stuff about uh, Blood on Satan's Claw. Yeah. Uh, the other day, like about something i think it was a, there was like a bbc article or who knows how old it was about visiting the church in blood and satan's claw the ruined church the ruined church which is cool so i guess there was you know i didn't, I didn't read the article i didn't have a chance but i think i hearted it star, <laughs> star heart favorite yeah uh, engage with it yeah i engage well i see uh i i'm still of the uh i'm an old enough twitter user so that i i think probably everyone still uses twitter this way but like when i heart things it's uh, my save for later list and then i actually unheart things when i need to take them off the list that's bad for people's engagement <laughs> i don't it's not i don't care <laughs> their numbers go down you're dropping the dopamine levels yeah it's you know it you know if they're not an airbnb or an uber or whatever i don't feel obligated to give them five stars 
Yeah. In that situation, I do generally give them, I feel like we have to give them five stars. Well, because it's their job. Right. <laughs> and they're running, they're working in a hell industry. And I, you know, as someone well, who has Well, half of them work into a hell industry. The other half are just slumlords. Yeah. I've, I mean, I, I have Airbnb'd up portions of my home. So I understand the dagger that, that is the four-star review. So you won't be getting a four-star review on me unless you've, uh, you basically getting either a five star or one star unless there. unless they plunge a dagger into you. Yeah, if they if they do something, if like I I come there and the uh, the Airbnb is ruled by rats, <laughs> I may I may wait wait like it's just, it's like I it's like you fall into, it's like basically the Nutcracker, okay? Like you fall into it and then there's like sugar plums. Or wait, when you say ruled by rats, are you implying that she's like like I have to start at the bottom and work my way to the top? Okay. <laughs> no wait no, no no. Are you implying that she's like? I use that to say, like, metaphorically, is there's rats everywhere, or literally the rats are running the Airbnb? Because I feel like if the rats were running... I think, the, I think in this case, it's functionally the same. I think the rats could run a fun- functional Airbnb. I'm not sure... First of all, no. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I think you're wrong. What about a rat king? Yes, if you tie them together, they get exponentially smarter. <laughs> the brains are in their tails. That's also not true. <laughs> So anyway, this guy, Adam Scova, wrote a book called Folk Horror, and I uh, obtained it from my local library. Libraries are good. I agree. I think everyone's in favor of libraries, except for people who aren't. Please go to libraries.com slash golden age. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just go to your local library. <laughs> yeah. And walk into your local library and say, golden age horror sent me. And then check out as many books as you want, because they'll just give them to you for free. Yeah, I love I mean, I don't, I don't, I stopped using Amazon like early early this year and uh, i haven't used it in a couple of years yeah mostly in that case like i do still get uh, but anyway we don't have to get to it but right. I, I stopped using amazon basically for uh pleasure i guess anyway well, yeah it doesn't matter um but i get some stuff that just i get but anyway the uh book folk horror by adam scoville i just wanted to present these 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 three precepts of folk horror that uh that he he posits as like the um criteria for it to be in the genre let me can i guess sure woods devil's horniness like i don't think that you're wrong <laughs> those aren't the things he says <laughs> how close is i to what he says or yeah. to, the, to the genre first him that the genre to what he says not that close okay. close i mean you're in the same ballpark i'll read him to you in a state you, you <laughs> the same state but like the, uh, I think you're. I think the genre. Yes, I think there generally is pretty much guaranteed two or three of those things. What was the second one? Devils. So that's the thing is for that one, the best folk horror movie does not have the devil in it. Well, also or the idea of the devil or the idea of the devil. Yeah, oh. the Wicker Man. Right. Yes. It's not about Satanism at all. Is the Wicker Man not a type of devil? No, I don't think it is. I think it's speci- uh, it's specifically relating. I screwed up. I should have said occultism instead of the devil. Yeah, uh, the Wicker Man. Like, I think, I think most of them do, or a lot of them do, are about the devil. It's, it's about Satan. Yeah, the Wicker Man specifically is more about, um, the like the idea of the Golden Bough, the book, the, the old anthropology book, the Golden Bough. How there's like the, um, the you know that book posits the idea that Christianity is is an evolution of the idea that's common in a lot of ancient world religions that you have to there's like a sacrifice and renewal and mirrors the seasons it's all this it's all this one idea that we just keep repeating yeah and, and iterating on and that christianity is just like the newest line of that and um the wicker man is like just just based on some of the the anyway the wicker man is basically 
those ideas. That it's that it's that idea again. And an earlier iter- a different iteration of that idea. Yeah, and they specific. I think they're specifically calling out. Um, that movie goes to great lengths to call out the similar, like you know the what I just said basically. Yeah. But um. Anyway, Scoville's precepts of folk horror. Uh, there's three of them. Okay. Uh, number one, a work that uses folklore, either aesthetically or thematically, to imbue itself with a sense of the arcane for eerie, uncanny, or horrific purposes. That's just cheating because it has the word folk in it. A work that presents a clash between such arcania and its presence within close proximity to some form of modernity, often within social parameters. Mm-hmm. A work that which creates its own folklore through various forms of popular conscious memory, even when it is young in comparison to more typical folkloric and antiquarian artifacts of the same character. <laughs> so devil's horniness and, and woods. woods. Yeah, I mean, I think largely I think um, you're right, though. I think that the most important thing I talked a little bit about this. I didn't read. I read this after. I, I did my little 10 minute explainer podcast, but I think in that I, I basically suggested the idea was that you needed to have a rural setting. There needed to be some clash between modern and, or at least the outside world and yeah, the setting. And then, uh, it's commonly an outshatter skeptic. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't, but I didn't, you know, what, what I missed when I was thinking about it was the idea that, um, was the devil stuff, basically the devilness. Like I didn't like the occultism thing seemed like the least important thing to me. It seemed like more important that it was rural, that it was uh, like the outsider skeptic thing. Yeah. And that, that, that was the thing that made it folk horror was like, I was very focused on the idea that there is something horrifying to people about these secluded spaces and the people that live there. Yeah. So, those but, people tend to be a cult as in these yeah things. i mean that's i guess that's but to me that seemed you know and i guess thinking about it i'm not sure that's correct but at the time when i was thinking about it to me that seemed kind of incidental right yeah but i i think that it is probably somewhat important that there would be some kind of like you know i think my my, my thinking was that it had to like call back to an ancient and older time like that was part of the right the occult thing but I guess it could also be Satanists. It doesn't really. We're, we're, we're all using the same terms. Yeah. Which... We're, we're sort of circling the same area. Yeah. But I was thinking we used to, we used to talk more about like, do we think this movie is a horror movie? And, uh, you know, that's not productive really. Cause it doesn't, it's all kind of like subjective and right. meaningless. Genres are a web, a sticky mess. Yeah. But I do think we should, it would be good to talk. As we as we move through the series of folk horror movies, we could at least touch upon. Yeah, so I think that uh, these three criteria that Scoville presents pretty much uh, describe *Blood on Saint's Claw*. Frankly, like yeah, it's almost like I think we kind of talk back to the thing about the bones of the movie. But yeah, like yeah, the kid, the, a work that uses folklore either aesthetically or thematically to imbue itself with a sense of arcane for a near. Yeah, definitely. If they have that book with the picture of the demon in it. Yeah, <laughs> well, just in general, like the you know. And there's, there's basically the same idea as number three, which is a work that creates its own folklore. You know, this idea of the blood, the skin and the blood and the demon behemoth and all yeah. that stuff. Like, you know, and then the work that presents a clash between Arcania and her presence within close proximity to some form of modernity, often within social parameters. The judge. The judge. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's just, it could have been a better movie. Yeah, I think, I think. <laughs> it that, has, it has all the trappings. It, and that might be actually something else about this is that the outsider thing is not well executed in that movie. Like the clash, the clash part, which is, 
important is not well executed. No, he's he's just like, no, nah, it's uh, it's fake. Well, he comes in and he knows everything and he solves the problem. Which yeah, is sort of like the Wicker Man is the opposite, and so is a lot of these movies. Yeah, he's like, ah, it's fake, and then he leaves, and he comes back. He's like, yep, I'll take care of it. He just swings a big sword around because it just seems to me it seems it's unsatisfying when uh, you can defeat the thing. You know, or like the thing is right. explained. He's like, I'm here to end the movie. Yeah. And they all run away from his big story. And then I, I, he just jumps on it. Like what happened? Yeah. Well, at that point they had literally $3 left. Yeah. It just doesn't Patrick make Weimark's salary. Was just- <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't, it was just like hopping in front of him. I don't know what his, the, its grandmaster plan was. Hmm. Did it need that last bit of foot skin? Was it powerless without it? You know, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, it makes it makes some sense for me to be the, for this demon to be sort of uh, ephemeral, I guess. Like, yeah, like to come and go, sort of like easily. Like, right? It's just like it doesn't take much to get rid of it. it doesn't take much to bring it back. But it goes out like a cheap horror movie. It monster. doesn't. It does not. It's not. It doesn't feel very satisfying. Yeah. So, so I guess like my verdict on this movie is like, uh, if you're a folk horror completist, I think it's good. And I think that, uh, if you like, you know, I think this movie's the good parts about this movie is the, the, uh, I guess the good parts about this movie are probably <laughs> the, like the, the demon stuff, you know, like the overall, the stuff, not necessarily the end of the movie with the demon confrontation, but the. The idea of it? The idea of it. If you find like the idea especially compelling, I think the movie will probably serve you well. But I do think the movie's got some... You do have to go into understanding that there's some execution problems in the movie. Yes. Including execution within the film and, and meta-narratively, like, the film itself. Mm. Pretty sure I read some horror. I was looking up to see what I could offer for horror stuff because it was yeah. Halloween, so I did do a lot of. I read, I watched oh. a lot of horror movies, and I read a lot of. Horror I know, movies. I know what I did. Good. I watched the um, Tim Curry song from the, the Worst Witch. Uh, I read "We Have Always Lived in the Castle" by Shirley Jackson. That was an excellent book. It is, uh, I think, a horror book, right? Like, that's a good name of a book. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a there's a show about it or on it adaptation of it on netflix that i didn't watch but okay that's it i i knew i heard that name recently it just came out i think it came out because when i i told someone asked me what i was reading i told them they said oh it's on netflix just came out blah 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 blah. but anyway yes the book is excellent i can't speak to the show okay might be good could be i watched uh the lucia fucci movie the beyond uh and i worked through a good section of the criterion collection uh val Luton series that they did you see that yeah Alan did. I think that we'll definitely at some point on the show do cat people at the very minimum. Oh, I know cat people. Uh, I think we'll probably not the David Bowie one, but the uh, Michael McDowell one rather, but the original. No, 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 I mean, I know, I meant no, I know cat people the concept. Okay. Um, because there's a neural with Natasha Kinski and Malcolm McDowell, but that one doesn't qualify for our show. Past 1980. Mm-hmm. But he did cat people. His two most famous movies, I think, uh, were Cat People and I Walked with the Zombie. And I'll, the zombie is like the white zombie sense, not like the Night of the Living Dead sense. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, which I had already seen both of those, so I didn't rewatch them. But I watched. Uh, uh, I'm recalling a Ghost Ship. Okay, that's re- that's like twenty two thousands. 
No, that's from 1930 something. Isn't there a movie about a ghost yeah, ship? Yeah, there's another ghost ship movie. This okay. is not that movie. <laughs> right. uh, and then there's uh, I watched. Um, oh, is that the ghost ship movie where like the the string goes and cuts everyone's heads yeah, off? Piano wire, or whatever it is. Yes, that's not that ghost ship. Okay, that part is good. Not <laughs> ghost ship. I think that's very very good. That's all I know about that movie. Yeah, it's the best. Did part. Rod Zombie direct it? No, it's no. I don't think so. Uh, Gabriel Burns in it. That's all I know about that movie. Okay, I, I, but the high point of that movie is the I was, I was everyone gets killed by the piano wire because the rest of that movie is absolute garbage. For a half second, whenever someone says Gabriel Byrne, I think of David Byrne. I was like, mm-hmm. they're like, no, that's... Go, this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> this is not my beautiful <laughs> boat. This is not my beautiful ghost. Um, uh, and, and then uh, a piano wire hits me. I'm like, where did my head go? <laughs> then he also there's also a Boris Karloff movie in that selection called uh, Isle of the Dead, where Boris Karloff plays a cantankerous general pretty good ghost ship was okay uh the other two i do recommend um i watched uh this is a long one because halloween i watched girl walks home at night i watched a movie a long time ago it's good. good yeah it was very good i watched bram stoker's dracula movie we've seen many times <laughs> how's that you know i i have could talk i could talk for quite a while about the movie but i won't at this moment but can I we watch say, that one cheated there we could do a bonus episode or something sometime this, see that's why you make a Patreon so you can you can yeah we, we have a Patreon I put up the link we're not we're not talking about it yet though so you can break your format to do stuff yeah. other stuff you want to do but uh yeah I watched that I watched uh, Lair of the White Worm as part of my Bram Stoker double feature okay um, Lair of the White Worm is a low key favorite of mine <laughs> uh, it's crazy though it's not like it's a movie that um, Manchu style or. Uh, it's a much better movie than the Manitou, like structure, like in most every way. Okay. Uh, so that it is. I would describe it. I think I described it earlier as Gonzo. But, okay. So it's got kind of a a vibe. Oh. Have, you ever, have you ever seen any Ken Russell movies? It's a Ken Russell movie. I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tommy, most famous movie, the, the Who movie. No. Um, uh, Altered States. Okay. He also did. Would I think? Oh, I, I should say. I said. I shook my head. No. Yeah. So uh, we are going to, I think, watch Ken Russell movie. Okay. For this, this series, I'm thinking the Devils. All right. It's got Oliver Reed. It's got I've Devils it in it. It's you know it was on that actually on that birth death movie birth movies death yeah video I saw some like at least one clip of it I think a couple. Okay. So it might have even been on the list I made. I don't think it was, but it. You know, I feel like something, we don't have the list, so right. I feel like something called the Devils. I was going very broad. It's not. Um, uh, it's actually kind of an oddball inclusion for our horror movie podcast. Okay, but since they put it on that video and I like it, I think we're going to watch it. Is it about like bikers? No, no. It's about a uh, Oliver Reed plays a priest who uh, runs kind of a special sex convent for him and his nuns. And uh, wait, I think I did. I think Vanessa Redgrave. It could have been. I think that is what I do remember. Like a, a sex nun movie was on my Vanessa list. Vanessa Redgrave does Dallas, and then there's like an Inquisition situation. I, I'm pretty sure that was absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's that's just. Uh, I think I actually might have watched a couple more movies, but I'll I'll stop. I'll stop bragging. Okay, keep going, keep going. Keep going. I, I can't think of any more. So I, I will. <laughs> so you are bragging. You're just giving yourself an out. I watched the show Creep Show on Shudder. People seem to be very fond of Shudder. Like if you're into horror, Shudder does seem good. Especially uh, I've, I've heard. Gonna, not gonna pay for it, but I've heard especially the live TV options or like the live channel options. Yeah, I wonder if you could stream that on the app or whatever. You must you might be able to. I would think. 
Right. But um, yeah, I just don't think I am gonna add another streaming add another streaming service to the four or three or whatever I already have that I don't watch. I barely ever watch. So. I got my Criterion card in the mail. Oh, I didn't sign up for that. I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. I might have actually. I should already have it. I would think. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, maybe I just didn't sign up for it, and then it came in the mail like. Yeah, I, the think, I think I might have the first time they sent it, and maybe I did. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Yeah, we're off traffic again. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that's the hard stuff I I can remember that I watched. Creep Show is not good, so I don't recommend it. Yeah, I um, kind of silly. I don't think I, I I bought that house shirt. Okay, but Andrew, it's Halloween time. Aren't you watching any horror movies? You should be ashamed of yourself. It's just like a time of year, man. Yeah. So, oh. I realized I, I hadn't finished um, that second season of Castlevania. Oh, well, that was good stuff. I, you know, actually, there's a part in that where a wolf holds a sword in his mouth. Yeah, that's, I saw that episode. That's a good episode. I haven't watched the last one yet. Yeah, it peaks at that part. It's. I mean, it seems like this, it's almost like the end of the season. It yeah. feels like the end of the season. Kind of feel like the end of the show, frankly. Oh, I don't yeah. Know where they're going from there. But... Where, where they killed Dracula. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, Dracula dies in Castlevania. Yeah, I hope they bring him back for the next season. He always has a way of coming back. Well, what is a man but a pile of resurrected Draculas? <laughs> what, what is what is a Dracula but a sad goth who loves his wife? But the same could be said of all religions, frankly. That's what I've been saying all about all religions. <laughs> They're all sad goths who love their wives. I almost uh, thought it would be a good idea to, to, to say, except for insert blank religion here, and I was going to insert a real world religion in that. Then you just like... But I was like, well, that's not a good idea. We have fun here. Yeah, we have fun here. Um, so I just want to thank everyone for listening. I don't want to thank anyone. Andrew's a surly little bitch. So it's got to be a surly little bitch. Uh, we'd like to start taking your questions and comments on the show. If you have a message, email me, Matt at goldenagehorror.com. Yeah. Twitter me at The Water Method. Twitter Andrew at Pizza Pranks. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it back and discuss it at length. Probably at a length that you might deem excessive. 508-817-3408. Is it spook? It's skelly. I think... Oh, you know what? I might have watched a skeleton jelly video. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought about buying that book, but it was, but it was really expensive. I mean, it's a good, it's a good video. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good book that I came out of. Yeah, probably. I, I bought a bunch of zines and mice. I think a few of them were probably horror-based. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you uh, read them and tell me next time? I will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you like the podcast, I urge you to leave us a positive review uh, wherever you found it. So if you found it... Um, outside your house yeah. on the bench or something <laughs> someone, outside someone left, the bench that is a good thing someone left a cd on, yeah. on your bench yeah just go out and sit back on the bench and tell everyone you meet that you heard a good cd take the cd right, draw five stars on it and fling it out into the woods yeah. well you gotta first you gotta wrap it in playboys <laughs> <laughs> teens will want to take yeah, it yeah. um yeah five star reviews are just um it's how are needed in order to feed there's like a hole inside of me see the, the way be not empty the way every company works is that there is actually two reviews <laughs> one and five or bottom and top everything else is 
it's top and then every other review is actually the, the bottom review. Um, if you don't want to miss an episode. What I would suggest is that you leave a five-star review and then as you review, leave a bit of short <laughs> flash fic- horror oh, fiction yes, yes, yes. that we were allowed the podcast. I think that's a fun way to do it. Uh, and also, if you do that, please do let me know on Twitter or via email or Andrew, whatever, yeah. because uh, I only occasionally look at the iTunes reviews and I don't even know how to look at any other reviews. So You don't know where to look for Stitcher reviews? I mean, I assume I go to Stitcher.com and sort of scream into the address bar until it gives me... Golden Age! <laughs> Like, you know, there's probably a place to find a reason Google there. Play? Yeah. I mean, I just noticed. Anyway. Ask Jeeves podcast? Yeah. Um, but, so let us know anyway, so I can go and investigate and read it on the show and stuff. Yeah. I'll do a dramatic reading. I'll do it right at the top. I'll, and I'll, I'll do another dramatic reading. Yeah. Well, and then you send us another review where you, where instead of doing flash horror fiction, you send a review, you do a five star review that is a critique of our dramatic readings. Yeah. Well, what it'll be is I'll record one and I'll record one and record them separately, yeah. and then I'll play them both at the same time, and we'll see how it sounds. Yeah. It'll be great. Right. And then eventually there'll be a large meta narrative <laughs> within our reviews that'll be its own long form fiction. Now, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. I would really enjoy that. That would be better than hearing an advertisement at the beginning of the show, frankly. Or at the end of the show, or in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which. Uh, our sponsor is WhalingCityWeb.com. I, I thought you don't believe in advertising. I, well, see, it's, I'm advertising myself. Yeah, cool. So it's like, you know, the cat showing off his butthole. Like, <laughs> What's up, world? He's my butthole. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wouldn't mind. So if you have a serious business, a yeah. serious professional business, WhalingCityWeb.com has nothing to do with cat buttholes. <laughs> okay. Um, unless, you're, unless you want a website about cat buttholes. I mean, I'll definitely do that. I probably would do it for free, frankly. As long as you send me lots of pictures. Probably would do it for free, but is actually going to do it for money. Listen, I just want to have fun on the internet, man. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? I just want to do it for exposure. I relaunched our website, www.goldenagehire.com. It looks almost the same. But Most of the colors are all the same, and the picture at the top is the same, but I changed the types. And now it's, as I explained to Andrew, on the Jamstack. Google Jamstack. And there's don't a bunch of... using buzzwords. You don't understand. There's a bunch of fun back stuff, back it and stuff that you'll never see. It doesn't matter to anyone, but it matters <laughs> to me because I spent like months on this. Yeah. Because it turns out, without getting into it too much... That's it. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, stuff. You're getting into it too much. Okay. You're not looking at the microphone enough. Listen, you have to, you have you, to look me in the eyes. Here's what we'll do. I'll close my eyes when you talk. You close when your you eyes. Start, when you start to migrate a site off of WordPress, you start to realize that there's things. No, you're WordPress still going too like much. Site maps. Listen, you need, you need to take that jam stack. <laughs> RSS feeds. Take that jam stack and put it in your mouth. So you okay. stop talking about RSS feeds. There's a lot. I, I don't need to hear about your cascading style sheets. There's a lot of stuff I had to reverse engineer. I'm very proud of myself for doing it. Even though, like I said, it only delivers very marginal improvements. No, I yes, I've done plenty of programming where it's like I do a lot of work and then. The end user, the end user is, sees no difference. Yeah, I, I do think it will allow me. I do, but in the end, I turn my spaghetti code into three lines of code. <laughs> well, that's just the best feeling. But um, I, I think I will probably try to commission some new art for the front because I'm tired of that castle that I traced in Illustrator two years ago. Cool. I would think I'd like to do something a little more like rural. Like I'll think about it. Right. See, see what I can come up with. But um, ideally, you know, in a perfect world, they would have like. A changing header for whatever thematic. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I was going to for. But that costs money. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It does. Cost you money. have to pay artists for their work. Absolutely, and I would. I mean, 
As it turns I don't out, mind doing that. I'm yeah. just... No, I'm not saying you don't don't mind doing that. That's not an attack on you. Yep. It's just a slight jab. I mean, I don't think I think they're undervaluing the exposure I'm offering them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're literally showering them in cat buttholes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'm going to investigate anyway. I don't make any promises, but I think the castle's getting a little played out. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to miss an episode, uh, you can visit our website and subscribe to our mailing list. You can also certainly subscribe to whatever uh, wherever you've heard. I mean, you're listening to this now, so you yeah. must have found it somehow. Um, we have a Facebook page. Um, uh, a note in the newsletters is Andrew does um, email every time a new, uh, new episode, episode comes out. Yeah. But he also writes. Um, I just kind of write what I feel about. Yeah, he just writes what he feels. Like, if you want to hear his feelings. It's you want to hear me talk about how I hate the death of physical media or how I went to go see a comedy live show. It's just a little more, uh, a little more, a little taste of Andrew. Yeah. You want to listen? You want to hear about music? Uh, you can uh, if you want to subscribe to that newsletter, it will pop up after a second on the on our website. Uh, yeah. Or you can scroll down to just below any of the episode below pages, the fold, and it says uh, there's a black button that says "One of Us," and you click that, and you become Ooh. one of us. Um, uh, my Twitter is the Water Method. Andrew is Pizza Pranks. Yeah. Andrew's website is pizzapranks.itch.io. Until that gets updated, then I can updated. go back to the dot com. Yeah, I mean the, they serve different functions. Yeah, but yes. One is literally just a page to games. The other would be a more multi-service mm-hmm. page. Uh, do you have anything new to report on the pizza pranksedition.io front? I don't think so. I'm doing other more complicated work mm-hmm. in the back end, talking to people, networking, creasing some palms, starting an anthology, starting an anthology. I'm, I'm not. I'm actually starting an anthology. Okay, I didn't think you were joking. <laughs> I assumed I was saying nonsense. You were saying yeah, no. Stuff. That was the we were doing like that kind of bit, you know. So I'm I'm gonna do it soon, maybe. Okay. I I kind of want to. Um, Is it? What do you mean by anthology? Like an anthology of games, like. And how do you? What? What? How would I? Like what? Like you, the what idea. Does this come on a, a disc. No, no, it would just be like a like a digital a zip, zip file. file. Okay, yeah, gotcha. and it would be like ten or so people. I just want to a friend have a friend of ours do like cover art. That'd be cool. But he has a broken computer, and I, ah, yes, I would want to ask him first. Yeah, partially I mean, because you know, give him, give him something. Well, he also, I mean, the thing with that friend is that he does good art. He does do good art if he, if he wants to, right? <laughs> I and guess I, is the way I, to put it. he has to be inspired. I think I, there's I, like a, a fairly big gulf between. And I would give him money, which would hopefully be inspiring. Yeah, he did all the. Uh, this is Gino. You can see his art. Uh, I don't think I'm upset anymore, but it was in the, my book. Yeah. That, that kicked this oh. whole experiment off. Oh, God, this year. Oh, God, this year. Which actually would be a bad name for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just trying to get that SEO. I mean, at this point, we do have like pretty good SEO. Yeah. You research Golden Age Horror Podcast, we're like the f- whole page. Yeah, which is good. It's good stuff. It's just like a fun mouthful. It is. Uh, it's a, it was a, you know, it's that you're playing the long game with that kind of thing. Yeah. But it does work eventually. That's it. I'm. I don't know. I'll launch it eventually. I want to. I'm doing. Is it on a theme? I don't think it'll be a theme at first. I think it'll just be like, "Hey, I want." Interest friends as a theme. The, the theme is I'm creating a video game theme that I'm paying people for. Yeah, that's that's the theme. Oh, that'd be cool though. Because I mean, I was inspired by fiction zines, or fiction anthologies, comics anthologies, mm-hmm. things that are like everywhere. There's a there's a larger discussion to have about 
the, the culture around games and the devaluation of shorter, smaller experiences and how it doesn't exist. And, I think that, uh, you know, we could probably get a little bit of that in. Maybe when this, the, uh, the anthology comes out, we could spend a good 10 minutes, 15 minutes talking about Me that. yelling about markets yeah, and how they're be, so, be, and they're fucked up and broken. I think it'd be interesting. You know, I think there's, there's space in this podcast for some rambling at the end. Yeah. In it, the middle and. The sometimes I surprise myself and sometimes I'm surprised and reminded that I have a bachelor's degree in economics <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wait a minute I absorbed a lot of stuff when I went to school yeah I mean yeah I'm not going to say my opinion of economics I guess I'll just keep that to myself um, it's a weird study it is a weird study it's a weird study yeah I didn't study it very hard but uh, our theme music is the swan like dub by Dubology we should come up with our own theme. We should do a new one. Like, I was just thinking of a hot banger of a theme. I was thinking of just like trying to get a good guitar tone. That's what I was thinking. And like, then do just the, that same Swan Lake melody, but play it with a guitar. I was thinking like I was thinking like like a folk y kind of. Oh, for this this thing. Or no, just in general, if it were to replace more of like a folks horror kind of thing. I know I do love reggae though. It's got that's a kind of a reggae vibe right now. I know how much you like to pick it up and pick it up and pick it up. And pick it up. So next month, I think we're going to do the double rides out. Yeah, okay. that's the plan. Unless it disappears from the internet, we'll figure it out. I think we'll probably do we'll probably do doubles right double ride out and plague of the zombies, both of which are they're like of a piece. Okay, you mean together or no one than the other one than the other, and then then we'll figure it out after that. Then invasion. Then don't look now. Well, or, or, just to, or just straight to now. Maybe a few more. A few more in between. Devil folks. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I think we'll eventually do the. Like, we'll end up with those two movies. Yeah. Which will lead us back into a different world. We feel like we can start. We can figure out our next sort of section. Yeah. I think I think whatever it is, Don't Look Now starts it off. Yeah. Maybe it's a different kind of like world, space, psychological horror, whatever. Yeah. Yes. I think we'll have to see what. Whatever we pick, we'll have to see if we can make a theme of it. You know, right. like it have to be enough of it to go around. But yes, I think that's a good idea. And that website, goldenagehorror.com. So please visit. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your for, enemies. Thanks for listening. Yeah, sure thing, Mike.